Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked on NHL. Today, we are going to be talking about opening night, opening week, I guess you could call it. And of course, you know, we're going to kick it off with some Vegas talk. It's never a Western Conference Wednesday episode without a little bit of Vegas. So let's get right into it. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to or welcome back to Locked On NHL. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, alongside Brett Holden. We are here, your Battle of Alberta co-host, and uh, my team doesn't play today. I woke up thinking they kicked off their season today, but apparently I'm one day ahead. But instead, Brett, it is the Oilers who will be starting their season off today. But before we dive into all the all the fun stuff. Let's get the business out of the way. Please make sure that you're subscribed to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. YouTube as well. We are free. Uh, gonna have a lot of fun this season, and I'm so excited. And last night, the season kicked off. Oh, you want to talk about an exciting season? We had an exciting opening Western Conference game in the Pacific Coast. The the LA Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights went down to the wire. I think 25 seconds left in that game. Mark Stone ices it. 4-3 final for the Vegas Golden Knights. A lot of things to talk about from that game. Jess, we have regular season hockey to talk about. What a beautiful day. I know it's so nice. Like it was so nice to wake up this morning and be like, ah, yes, all is right in the world. Hockey is officially back. Uh, Bruce Cassidy earned his first win as the Vegas Golden Knights head coach. Uh, Our good friend of the show, Jack Eichel scored (laughs) as well. He had seven shots on goal last night, which is, you know, I would say an uptick for, or it seems like it compared to last season. I feel like he wasn't uh, maybe averaging again. It's the first game of the season, but that seems like we're, he's trending in the right direction, starting the season off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. 51 shots on goal for the Vegas Golden Knights seven of them seven of them as you mentioned from Jack Eichel and I'm not going to lie at times Jack Eichel uh, looked like he was on another step maybe not necessarily another step than everybody else but he just looked hungry he had that skill he was on top of pucks he was uh, racing after loose pucks as obviously you mentioned just how often he shot the puck and honestly I'm surprised he skated away with only one goal last night Jack Eichel was all over the place and really took it seemed like he heard those doubters and went uh yeah don't forget that I was the second overall pick behind only Connor McDavid in 2015 uh, Jack Eichel I think really got off to a good start last night a lot of uh, Vegas Golden Knights I won't lie got off to a very good start last night I want to mention the first name I want to mention out of uh, uh, Jack Eichel is Brett Howden Brett Howden yes one letter off from Brett Holden as I uh, definitely did uh 
raise some fame because of a misspell from Bob McKenzie, but we'll we'll move on from that. Um, you looked. I mentioned how good Jack Eichel looked. Brett Howden, who has gone through, got traded in a big trade uh, from Tampa Bay to the Rangers, now is in uh, uh, Vegas. And he, at times, looked like the best player on the ice. Uh, Vegas has these little guys, not little guys, but those subtle guys. And they've had them over their entire existence who can really come out of the woodworks. I think he might be one of those guys who might have a very outstanding season this season. Yeah, you know, I think it's always fun to see those kind of like your secondary guys kind of come up and just, you know, make a name for themselves, make their presence known. And, um, you know, even like there might be just like sleepers. I feel like every team has sleepers and uh, Brett Howden may be one that is emerging this season for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And I did want to note, uh, I didn't know Mark Stone would be ready to start the season. Yeah. But he's yeah, I last didn't night either. too. And that's big for Vegas. I mean, a lot of the talk was, oh, how are they going to finagle the, the salary cap? They don't have a goaltender. Yeah. Logan Thompson looked very solid in the 30 shots that he had to face last night. But uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Mark Stone obviously getting the game winner. That is a, a massive boost for a team. Who needs somebody like a Mark Stone in their top? six really but really in their forward core in yeah. general sometimes you take a look at that group and you're like ah ooh, ah but it's again mark stone i was surprised to see him healthy at the start of the year uh we'll get to the la king side in just a second or in, in a little bit here but i i one of our rules evidently is uh, we don't talk about good things for the vegas golden knights uh I think we're we're going to break that rule today because yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of good things to talk about from Vegas. I want to talk about two more players just really quickly. Uh, Chandler Stevenson, I think, is a very underrated player. He's one of the most underrated players, I think, in the NHL. He had two assists last night, full 200-foot player. Just I, I wanted to ask you about uh, Bruce Cassidy's game because that seemed like a different Vegas Golden Knights team from last year. I think Chandler Stevenson could be one of those players who really benefits from playing under a guy like Bruce Cassidy. What can we expect from those players not named Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, uh, Phil Kessel? What can we really expect from full 200-foot players under Bruce Cassidy? You know, I think the one thing that Bruce Cassidy thrives off of is being a player's coach is being able to get down, not get down to their level, but really connect with them and yeah. give them confidence. And, you know, he coached Patrice Bergeron for five seasons, five or six seasons. And, you know, he is one of the best 200 foot players in the league. And I think, you know, he obviously was able to learn from him and other, you know, two way forwards. And now he can bring that, skill and that knowledge to a young player like Chandler Stevenson and I also wanted to note that he was the only skater last night who didn't have a shot on goal huh. out of this entire roster hmm. yeah to assist the distribution yeah. uh, the vision uh, for for uh Stevenson very very impressive 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what happens there. I think that's uh, really, the, I don't know, I feel like this team is going to be a problem regardless, but I think this team under Bruce Cassidy is going to be even more of a problem. Yeah, and uh, the only reason why I uh, noted the two assists is because he's on my fantasy team. I needed those <laughs> shots. I did need those shots. Um, and just to wrap up, on the Vegas side, we will get to the LA side really quickly uh, here, but Alex Petrangelo, two assists there. He really looked like uh, Alex Petrangelo of old last night. I think a lot of people forget about Alex Petrangelo, whether that's because he's in Vegas, he's yeah. at the tail end of his career, whatever that may be, but he looked fantastic last night. Yeah, and I feel like he's a he's a pest, and not in like a Brad Marchand kind of way, but in like yeah. a you'd love to have him on your team, but mm. you just you hate playing against him. It's he's just a force to be reckoned with, and you know, like you said, this is probably the tail end of his career here, and I I don't want to see him win another cup, but. <laughs> I hope that this is a good season for him. I hope that he's able to, you know, add a different sort of hardware to his collection. <laughs> Heading over to the other side of that matchup, uh, the LA Kings. You want to talk about players who are at the tail end of their career? How about players who are just starting out? Uh, last night, the LA Kings got goals from Gabriel Velarde. I mean, Adrian Kempe is Adrian Kempe, but also getting a goal from Arthur Kaliev, who needs a big season this year. Also getting points last night, Quinton Byfield, uh, Sean Dursey, and Gabriel Velarde got an assist as well. A goal and an assist for Gabriel Velarde. The LA Kings have a lot of youth that need to kind of have a big season, especially for the LA Kings to have a successful season. Sean Dursey looked like he had uh, another step in him. He just looked... Uh, he is coming to another step in his career. He looked like uh, one of the better defensemen in the, the game last night. Very exciting season coming up for the LA Kings. Jess, after seeing the, the production that they got last night from the youth, how do you think the, the youth from or the younger players, whether that's a rookie or a sophomore, or in the first really three seasons of their career, if they haven't played a uh, full hundred seasons, the games, let's just say that. Um, <laughs> How do you think the, the Kings will be this season with their young players? You know, I think that even though it was a loss, it was still a very hard-fought game. You're still coming out of that off-season slump, you know, the little slumber that you go into, that off-season mode. But I think that this this is a good way to build that confidence. You know, you're going up against one of the most competitive teams in the league, and you were able to score three goals. Yep. And I saw so many tweets last night talking about how uh, people forgot how Jonathan Quick was still in the league. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I Yeah, I certainly didn't, but that's because I cover we cover this division very closely. Yeah. But it's just incredible um, to see this youth come in here and kind of start to take control and take over what was kind of a crummy situation for a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 47 saves for Jonathan Quick. And I think that really goes to, and you're, you're kind of alluding to it, I think, or at least I took away a little bit of it yeah. from the youth 
can now sit there and see Jonathan Quick play and stand on his head, evidently. And that definitely, I mean, you don't want to be giving up 51 shots every game, but that gives you a little bit of a, huh. If you're a younger player, you go, okay, maybe I don't have to be so so tightly wound. I can make a mistake here or there. You're not going to be perfect, so I'm not also condoning mistakes. But if you do make a mistake, you can feel confident in the fact that your goaltender, who is arguably the best goaltender, I would say the best goaltender of the last generation, to save your butt. Right. You sit there and make a save and, and really, really make those saves as well that most times are going to decide a game. And that is where then the youth will go, are going to have to step up like a Sean Dursey, a Velarde, a Galiev, uh, enter name here. Right. To go out there and, and really reciprocate what Quick just did for you defensively, offensively, and to win a game. Absolutely. And Sean Jersey did just sign that extension as Mm -hmm. well. So, you know, I think that the future is bright here. It is not like Jonathan Quick still has gas in the tank. Mm -hmm. I I know it's only been one game, so I don't want to overstate that this is this is how it's going to be all season. But I do think that this is a promising start. Just because you lose doesn't mean there's no silver lining. You know, you are again. Every guy on this team, except for, every skater on this team, except for Carl Grundstrom, had a shot on goal. Yeah. That that's impressive. Yep. I I don't I don't care. It shows me that you're able to cycle the puck and just shoot it. And you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So yeah, yeah. Some guy once said that. I don't know. Bill might have heard it a time or two, but you know, I think that was it, Mike Scott. Yeah, I, some guy from Pennsylvania, I think. Yeah. Guy. But, you know, I think this is a, a very good start to the season. And for the future of the Kings, and yeah. I don't know, it's just a very good situation for them to be in. A hundred percent. That was the game played last night. But we have games happening Tonight, yes. as well, we have oh, I mean, six a whole different... slate of games. Yes, a whole slate of games. I was trying to figure out how many Western Conference teams we have. Six Western Conference teams <laughs> to talk about tonight, Jess. Yes, we do. But before that, I do want to take a quick break to tell you about our friends at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I have recommended Simply Safe to uh, my friends who own homes, my family friends. Uh, they protect you with cutting edge security technology, and it's powered by 24-7 professional, professional monitoring agents who always have your back. You know, I think it's important, especially at this day and age, to stay protected in, in as many ways as you can. Um, and especially, you know, your house is vulnerable at night and you shouldn't have to worry about that. You shouldn't have to lose sleep over it. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit 
simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Who doesn't love hockey? Oh, season hockey. And staying safe. I mean, like, (laughs) if there's anything we've learned over the last two years, it is there's a lot of ways to stay safe and you should prioritize your safety. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I thought that's where you were going with. And I, no, I'm clearly on another level on that, but uh, either way, uh, yes, hockey, hockey is fun. In fact, uh, the hockey champions from last year are in action tonight. The Colorado avalanche are playing their first game since their Stanley cup victory last season. They are going up against a, a dynasty of old, the last, uh, most recent dynasty uh well no i guess the the tampa bay lightning do exist don't they we're not the eastern conference yeah. uh, wednesdays we're well, the western a, conference. a western conference dynasty how about yes that? yes exactly and it seems like colorado might be on the verge of doing something similar but either way the first step starts tonight the chicago blackhawks are in denver colorado tonight the b- banner is going to be raised a special night in colorado but all the the fanfare aside there still has to be a season played there still has to be uh, a game played tonight just i won't lie and this may be a little bit of a hot take because i don't think anybody else has really said this i'm not a big fan of the colorado avalanche lineup i don't know I don't know if they're going to do as well as everybody thinks they will this year. Yeah, I'm looking I up their roster right now. I'm oh, horrible. I, I, you know what? I have the lines here. I have lines of all the games that are being played oh, okay. today. Thank you, Brett. Yes. I got you. <laughs> no, but uh, the lines today for the uh, Colorado Avalanche heading into uh, their first game of the season, Arturi Lekkinen lines up next to Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. And unfortunately, here's where I feel the drop-off begins. Valerie Nachushkin skating on the second line, which is fair enough. The second line center for the Colorado Avalanche tonight and seemingly for until uh, uh, um, Landis Cog comes back at least, is uh, Alexander Newhook and Evan Rodriguez is skating on the right side. Yeah, third line of Andrew Cogliano, JT Comfer, and uh, O'Connor as well on that third line. Anton Blade, uh, Sedlak, and Ben Myers on the fourth line. Just that is not the team... That won the Stanley Cup last year. No, and I don't understand why you wouldn't swap New Hook and Comfort. Yeah. I've never won a Stanley Cup, never played a shift of real hockey in my life. (laughs) But I don't know. Yeah. Newhook was the third line center last year for yeah. the the Stanley Cup winning uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche. Yes, he's been in the system. Well, I guess for when was his draft year? I guess 2018, 20, 2019. It's it would have been 2019. So, uh, yes, he's been in the, the system. Yes, he won a cup for you. Yes, you need a guy to step up and be there. 
You mentioned JT Comfort, who can probably play on the second line, or yeah, play on the second line. And I'm not, I'm not saying this because I don't like Alex Newhook. In no. fact, Alex Newhook was I my favorite that. prospect in his draft year. Yeah, but <laughs> this is not the lineup. Evan Rodriguez, who was a fan, had a fantastic year last year. I don't think he can play on that second line for Colorado or should play on that second line for Colorado. But you sit there and go, okay, then who does, you know? Right. And to watch – so I honestly didn't look at the lines for any of these teams ahead of time because why would I, right? (laughs) Uh, Why why would I prep for a show? But, um, no, to watch this – Colorado Avalanche team who seemingly was one of the deepest teams last year go from you know oh like your whole first line is out that's fine you'll probably still score three or four goals against your opponent to this Mm -hmm. it's so flat it's like watching like the air deflate out of a balloon Mm -hmm. and I get it you lost Kadri so that you know that does mess you up a little bit. You're losing 80-something points there, almost 90 points. But you knew that you weren't going to be able to re-sign him. So, and again, this is no hate to Alex Newhook. I've heard wonderful things about him as a human being, and <laughs> I'm sure he is a great guy. But I don't think that's the answer. No. No, I don't think. I know that he's not the answer. I like the confidence in that because I, I, I'm in the exact same boat. He's not. He, he's 100% not. And I'm just trying I'm trying to pull up here on a, a daily face-off just who exactly is not in the lineup or at least on uh, the IR for the Colorado Avalanche, hoping that there is some sort of help coming. And the only one that I see is, again, Gabriel Landeskog, the other being Darren Helm, but Darren Helm isn't a top six guy. At best, he's middle six. He's a bottom six guy. So uh, with that being said, if he is a middle six, bottom six guy, does he then line up in Evan Rodriguez's spot? Does he play in the bottom six with a JT Comfer? Because I won't lie, a line of Cogliano, Comfer, and Helm would be a good line. But that's a third line. That still means Evan Rodriguez would be playing on the second line. Can I offer them like a Milan Lucic or yeah, like yeah, it, you know anything? what? In fact, you can. <laughs> yeah, please. Like, oh my god, he's gonna block the lockdown account now because I. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we 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 said all this negative stuff. The d- defense is still intact. Yes, I love their enough. defense. I don't care what anyone says. Their defense you- is. I, I love Kale McCarr. Yeah, you got to. You have to. I mean, and how special, I was thinking about this earlier today, how special is it that today we get to watch, not, not today specifically, but this day and In age, this day and age. We have Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Kale McCarr, Leon Dreisaitl, Sidney Crosby, and Alexander Ovechkin all still playing the game. Yeah. That's... In, in, in the same year. Yeah, it's incredible. And I think what really <laughs> reminded me how much, like, 
time goes by in this game is when Gaudreau signed with um, Columbus. And I know this is an Eastern Conference team. Sorry, everyone. But um, and the kid that they had just drafted chose 13 because of Gaudreau. Wow. And it's like, oh, okay. Like maybe maybe time does move a little too quickly. But it it is incredible to watch all of those players that you named, you know, like mm-hmm. go on the tears that they do. You know that at one point in the season, Austin Matthews is going to have like a 19 game goal streak or something. And, you know, Connor McDavid is going to be like the first player to 20 goals or they'll probably score 20 in his first game tonight. <laughs> But Connor like, McDavid will do Connor McDavid things. Right. Connor <laughs> is going to be Connor McDavid. I remember a few years ago, I bought tickets um, to see the Bruins. It was an early in the season game to see the Bruins play the Oilers. And I was like, I, I don't care about anything about the outcome of this game. I want to see Connor McDavid. And I did. But like, I don't know. I think we should just appreciate what hockey is giving us. Yeah, 100%. We'll talk about Connor McDavid a little later uh, more as well, but I think a lot of people really do take for granted. Like, I know for me especially as well, because I get to see him all the time and in person and stuff like that. Sometimes you don't really get the moment to go, wow, like this is cool. But either way, uh, let's get back into the games today as well. I just wanted to mention, we didn't even mention the goaltending as well for uh, Colorado lost Darcy Kemper, brought in Georgiev. Now their goaltenders are Fransos and Georgiev. Yes, Fransos was there last year and won the Stanley Cup with them. Yeah. Yay, two backup goaltenders! Exactly. Yay. Exactly. You're in the same I mean, as Vegas. Yeah. Genuinely. And, and, genu- and that's not, I, I don't think enough people are talking about that. I love Fransos, I do, um, but I just, I don't know if that's the right play. Um, but uh, the Colorado Avalanche, let's finish off this game as well, are playing Chicago, as mentioned, in Denver, Colorado. Uh, the Lions there for Chicago. You know what? I'm not going to lie. At the start of uh, the season, really, we're sitting there going, ah, I don't think this is going to be a very good team. I still don't think this is a good team. But I'm surprised by the depth that this team actually has. Uh, well, <laughs> I should say that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu, we're starting off hot, uh, is on the first line for the Detroit Detroit Red Wings. There we go. That's that's just how long ago this feels, Athanasiu on the line. He's on the first line for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight with Max Domi and Patrick Kane. Tyler Johnson skating alongside, uh, uh, almost called him Devon Taves. That's how long Jonathan Taves has been out of the league uh, recently. He's skating along with uh, Taylor Radish. Also, uh, Kurashev, Lafferty, and Entwistle, third line. Blackwell, former Edmonton Oiler, Jajar Kara is up the middle. And Buddy Robinson, former Calgary Flame, on the right side there. On the back end, Jack Johnson skating along with uh, Seth Jones. I was surprised to see Jared Tenorti still in the NHL, but he's on the second pairing with yep. Connor Murphy. Philip Rus skating alongside Alec Regula. That is basically where the, the depth ends there. And Peter Morazic is in the crease. Also, surprisingly, Alex Stalock, who is making a massive comeback after some complications after uh, – 
contracting COVID and uh, myocarditis. He is making uh, his way back into the NHL. Good for him there. Uh, just uh, let's have a, a quick note on uh, Chicago there. What do you think about their lineup for the Blackhawks tonight? Buddy Robinson is still in this league. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh my God. That's what I said about what a couple of those players. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Um, you know, I do, you look at this and you're like, okay, maybe it's not as bad as you know, people think it is, but I do have to wonder about Jonathan Taves's health because he has been battling some sort of something since contracting COVID. Uh, I believe they named it or called it like an autoimmune disease or something like that. And, you know, that's obviously a big concern there. And him and Patrick Kane have been in nonstop trade rumors to yep. clear cap space, to get this rebuild, get that wrecking ball going, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know, Max Domi as your first line center. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Max Domi is that guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was taking a look at Max Domi potentially in the offseason for a team like the Oilers. Never did I have him slotted on a first line anywhere. But uh, hey, maybe at FC Opportunity, as we talked about recently in Chicago, that might be it. Um, we uh, Recently, I spoke with Erica from uh, uh, Locked on Kraken and... Uh, I called them FC Opportunity recently uh, as uh, they have an interesting lineup uh, skating against the Anaheim Ducks tonight as they get their season started in Anaheim for that game. Here's the lines, and I, I have this because I'm very <laughs> interested to see what their fourth line does. Yes, their fourth line. Because on the first line, Andre Burakovsky is skating alongside Matty Beneers and Jared McCann. Uh, Jaden Schwartz. I uh, almost called him Jared Schwartz. Can you tell how long ago I've been uh, watching the Seattle Kraken? It's been a minute. Uh, Alex Wenberg and Oliver Bjorkstrand also on that second line. Brandon Tanev skating alongside Yanni Gord and Jordan Eberly. Ryan Donato on the fourth line with projected first overall pick from last year. Didn't go first overall. Went fourth overall to Seattle. Shane Wright skating on the fourth line with uh, Carson Kuhlman. Almost said Tucker Pullman. Always got those two confused. Uh, Vince Dunn with Adam Larson. Jamie Alexiak with Justin Schultz. Carter Sauchi with Will Borgen. And Philip Grubauer and Martin Jones are the goaltenders there. <sighs> Jess, first line center is Matty Beneers. Fourth line center is Shane Wright. What do you think about that? You know, I get it. I do. I, I think I can make sense of it. Um, because Beneers had a year in college, I believe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he was playing at that elite level um, at Michigan for yeah. a season. And, you know, I don't see this poor Shane Wright. Like, he's just going to be like, well, he's on the fourth line to start the season. That, mm -hmm. That means nothing. Truly means nothing. You know, I it makes sense to have Wenberg and then Gord as, you know, second and third line. I think that uh, Shane Wright playing alongside uh, Ryan Donato will help him. I think 
Ryan Donato has come wavelengths since his time in Boston and even Minnesota and San Jose. And I just, if you're going to give this kid any opportunity to play in the NHL, you're going to want to start off small. Yeah. Fourth line minutes is a perfect opportunity. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm not going to lie. I don't disagree with that. It's just weird having a player of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say pedigree yeah. yet because, I mean, he was supposed to go first, didn't. Uh, you know. Just what did these teams know that we don't? I guess. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now he's on the fourth line here. Yeah. And again, you like you mentioned, it doesn't really mean anything. But at the same time, you want development from a player and you want him playing in the most important times. Can a fourth liner? Yes, he's doing it with two f- established NHLers in Kuhlman and uh, with Ryan Donato. But yes, you mentioned as well uh, Wenberg and Gord. Uh, NHL experience, fantastic players. Do you really want them playing on the fourth line? You mentioned that Michigan hockey team. Uh, I was uh, spending that time as I dropped my notes uh, um, on looking at that Michigan team because that Michigan team is stacked. Starting off with Maddie Beneers, Mackie Samuskevich is on that team, who is my favorite uh, prospect from last year's draft. Uh, Kent Johnson as well. Well, the draft before, I guess, because uh, we yeah. already had that. Uh, uh, Kent Johnson on that as well, who scored the golden goal for Team Canada at the uh, World Juniors this past year. Johnny Beecher on that team. Brendan Brisson, uh, Michael Pastajab on that team. Owen Power. Like, uh, Thomas Bordalo. Hughes brothers on the team as well. Yep. Took the name right out of my mouth. Dylan Duke on that team. Like, uh, really... Uh, uh, you want to talk about pedigree? That is pedigree to speak about pedigree. Maddie Beneers is going to be ready for the NHL, and last year in 10 games, nine points for him already. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna say, I'm just gonna say, right? Um, speaking of young superstars, centers on the other side, Anaheim Ducks, how can you not talk about the poster boy of the NHL? Trevor Zegras. What are your expectations for Zegras, who is skating on the top line with Adam Henrique and Frankie Vitrano? What are your expectations for Zegras and the Anaheim Ducks this year, now uh, really getting into the season? So I have a potential hot take. Ooh. But, I, but I want to preface it with, like, I'm not a Trevor Zegras hater. Or, like, oh. I, I doubt him. Like, I think that he is become one of the most overrated players because because he's had such limited playing time I would say that he he I don't think that he's earned all of this hype I think his goals are fantastic I think he's a great player but I don't know if he is to this caliber that everyone is saying he's very marketable and I will, yeah. I will give the NHL that. And that's about it there. But no, I do think that um, Trevor Zegers has a chance to really lead this team. Um, oh God, I can already see the comments on this video now. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I don't mean it in a negative way. I just think no, no. a little bit more time to yeah. be of that caliber. But um, no, I just I think that this Ducks team is another thing like the LA Kings that we talked about. They have youth on their side. 
But is their coach going to play them the way that he needs to? The answer is no. We can, we've established this time and time again. Dallas Eakin hates the youth. He does not like the kids. He, he hates the kids more than Daryl Sutter. And that, <laughs> that's hard to do, okay? I just, I'm, I'm interested to see how this works out for um, Anaheim. I, especially with Mason McTavish, I look forward to watching this team um, kind of grow into themselves and don't make the playoffs. <laughs> also, let the record show Dallas Eakins hates the kids. Um, no, <laughs> just kidding. I, 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 you make a lot of valid points that it's very difficult to argue with. Not even 100 games. He will play his 100th game tonight in the NHL. But in 99 games in his career so far, 26 goals, 48 assists, 74 points. 38 of those assists came last year. Uh, 23 of those goals also came last year. His first full season in the NHL uh, there. Yes, I, I 100% agree with the fact that, you know what, Dallas Eakins harms the development of young players. Uh, that's not really a new story, and, and it sounds harsh, but it's true. We've seen it in the NHL before. Look at where Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, Magnus Payarvi, uh, and really the most successful one of all of them, Ryan Nugent Hopkins are. You think all he's more successful than Taylor Hall? Yeah, uh, well, I know uh, Hall did have the MVP. I will give him that. But other than that, it just hasn't been. It, it, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is the most stable of all of them. I think Jordan Eberle doesn't have the qualities that Ryan Nugent Hopkins has. Taylor Hall doesn't have the, especially Taylor Hall, doesn't have the defensive qualities that uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a, a natural leader, I think, and and you can really tell. You look at the longevity he's had in, in the lineup, and I think you you can't really accredit any of that to Dallas Eakins. So I, I, I would fair. I would give a very solid argument. Well, maybe not solid, depending on who you ask. But I, I would give a very hard argument on why I think uh, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is better than Taylor Hall. But uh, also lining up for the Anaheim Ducks tonight, as mentioned, that first line of uh, Henrik. Zegris and Vetrano. Second line, Mason McTavish is on that second line with Ryan Strom and Troy Terry. That'll be an interesting line to watch. Maxime Comtois on the third line with Isaac Lundestrom and Jakob Silverberg. Uh, Max Jones lines up on the fourth line with Derek Grant and Pavel Regenda. Regenda, Regunda, I, I don't know. He's welcome to the NHL, buddy. Uh, no, but uh, I, I, that's a guy I'm interested to learn more about. On the back end, Cam Fowler and uh, Jack, Jacob Klingberg. John Klingberg, sticking up with those Jacobs, eh? Uh, <laughs> Dmitry Kulikov is skating alongside uh, Jamie Drysdale and Nathan Beaulieu skating alongside Kevin Shattenkirk, starting in goal. John Gibson, are you shocked at all? Um, Jess, just before we move on to uh, the Pacific, well, going to be the Pacific champions, haha, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but uh, just how do you feel about the back end and more specifically, John Klingberg? Is he going to have a, a season? Well, a 
seemingly half a season in Anaheim? Is he going to spend the entire season in Anaheim? What do you, what's your vibe around uh, John Klingberg this season? See, I, I want good things for him. I do. I do. But I don't know if Anaheim can offer him that. Yeah. Or if he can offer Anaheim that. I don't know. I don't know what his um, what his plan is. I don't know where he's at, but I hope that uh, all is well there. Price point's heavy. The price yeah. point is heavy for him to a not. Seems like he's not going to play a full season there. Uh, Elliot Friedman has been saying he expects him to be traded at some point. And could be to Edmonton. Could be to a team that needs a defenseman or a a, a, a real contender down the road. And what does that mean for Anaheim? Now you've just spent that much money on a guy who A, is not going to spend the entire season. Then who are you going to bring up? Are you going to bring up a guy with experience? Uh, uh, I hope your Vakaninen uh, is yeah. is healthy by then. Yeah. But then how much does he help there? I like Vakaninen, I do. But you also have guys like Olin Zellweger, who is back. I believe he was sent back to uh, uh, the WHL this year. But he could also help the team today. Like, but he's not there. So then what happens? Yeah, I, I'm completely with you. It seems like he could. What, what's the point almost? But I think like, that did was he sign of, a deal just to sign a deal? And that's, that, that was kind of what we were saying in our group chat as well after the signing. All of us yeah. just kind of went, what? Like, why? Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm 100% with you there. It's, it's an interesting story in Anaheim. SoCal is somewhere to watch, evidently. Somewhere else to watch is nor, uh, Northern. I'm going to call it Central Alberta. Everybody calls Edmonton Northern Alberta. It's smack dab in the middle. Uh, people. Yeah. But, like, I don't From get it. Do you not own a map? Alberta who can look at a map. It is absolutely central. Yeah. Yeah. There, you said it yourself there. Uh, let's head up north in just a second. But first, I just want to thank everybody and you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day and today. Now for your second listen, before you catch up on all the NHL action, make sure you tune in to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Audacity, and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Ready, boy. Jess? <laughs> yes, we get to talk about the Oilers. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everybody's going, oh, yeah, of course we get to talk about the Oilers. But the Oilers do play today yeah. along with the Vancouver Canucks. As the Edmonton Oilers host the Vancouver Canucks. 8, 8, 8 a.m. puck drop. 8 p.m. puck drop local time here in Edmonton. Ah, we're we're seeing the Stanley Cup champions start off their season this year, Jess. Uh, some news and notes for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Kyler Yamamoto will not be, seemingly will not be in the lineup tonight. Jay Woodcroft, Coach Jay Woodcroft, has said that he is a game-time decision, but he wasn't taking any line skates today with any uh, lines, anybody else really. He was the extra skater. Doesn't seem like he's going to play 
Also seems like Warren Fogle will be a game time decision. If Warren Fogle does not play tonight, the Edmonton Oilers will be a skater short heading into the season opener against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. They will be going 11-6. Jess, is that really a big deal? No, <laughs> but it's so intriguing. Yeah. Did did he elaborate as to why? No. No, just said uh, we'll we'll know more by uh, warm-ups, really, essentially. It's a game-time decision. We'll skate in warm-ups, but we'll see. Okay, well, we'll see. We're about, God, we're still hours away from that. But yes. okay, um, <laughs> are they going to go 11-7, and seven, or are they going to do 11-6? and six? No, 11-6. The Edmonton Oilers today sent down Philip Broberg to the uh, AHL, to Bakersfield, recalled Devin Shore, left Marcus Niemelainen down in uh, Bakersfield, technically. Brad Malone will play. Devin Shore will play. Derek Ryan will play. The Edmonton Oilers don't have a seventh defenseman on the roster to have. On the uh, as a seventh defenseman tonight, the Edmonton Oilers have Darnell Nurse with Cody Cece, Brett Kulak with Tyson Berry, Ryan Murray skating alongside Evan Bouchard. I think ah. <laughs> um, I, I'm very excited to see how Jack Campbell does in front of this or behind this defense with this mm. defense in front of him. Uh, what? I'm nervous. I'm I'm not. I mean, like, I don't have any. <laughs> Go out there, have a game. But yeah. like at the same time, I feel like this is such. It doesn't matter. It's quite literally the first game of the season. None of yeah. this matters. Yeah. But what an odd note to start off on. Yeah, yeah. We get into the season. Everybody's going. How oh, are the Oilers going to be cap compliant? Aha! They're going to be a player short, baby. That's what they're. No, seriously. Be. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, I think that is what it is because the Edmonton Oilers can't recall anybody. Uh, after they play tonight, they can recall somebody uh, at a salary cap touch of eight and a half. Or, 850,000 or less. So that is kind of where they're going. And that is straight from the horse's mouth, Ken Holland. Uh, but let's talk about the lines for both teams here tonight. The Edmonton Oilers, well, in practice today, but it sounds like the lineup tonight for the Edmonton Oilers goes as follows Evander Kane skating alongside Connor McDavid. Yes, Apoliarvi is that right uh, winger there. Dylan Holloway making the top six for the Edmonton Oilers. He'll be skating along. Alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman, Ryan McLeod, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Warren Fogle, if he does play tonight, is that third line. Brad Malone, Devin Shore, and uh, Derek Ryan are the fourth line there. If Warren Fogle doesn't play, uh, Derek Ryan will jump up to that second line, or to the third line, excuse me, and will be with McLeod and Nugent Hopkins. We already talked about the defense, and as mentioned, Jack Campbell is in net now the thing also to mention for the Edmonton Oilers is if they do go 11 and 6 they can put in a Connor McDavid a Leon Dreisaitl Ryan Nugent Hopkins Ryan McLeod all those guys play center Dylan Holloway plays center they can all play down the middle on that fourth line with Malone and Short. the Edmonton Oilers have 
resil not resiliency. What's the word? Flexibility. Flexibility. And the Edmonton Oilers, you saw it in the playoffs last year. They really yeah, did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry. That's Sorry. Okay. Um, but on the other side as well for the Vancouver Canucks, and we'll talk about our we'll get our uh, Vancouver Canucks chat going here. I'm know? very interested. I have some interesting uh, thoughts about this. Uh Tanner Pearson skating alongside JT Miller and Brock Besser. Andre Kuzmenko is skating alongside uh, uh I almost called him Evgeny. Uh, Elias Pedersen and uh, Nils Hoglander is the right winger there. Vasily Pod Colson with Bo Horvat and Connor Garland and Joshua Amon and Lazar on the fourth line there. Defensively, this is where it gets interesting. Quinn Hughes is skating alongside Luke Shen. Yes, Luke Shen is the top pairing defenseman there. Jack Rathbone uh, skating alongside here. You, we talked about Carson Kuhlman. Tucker Pullman is uh, Rathbone's partner tonight. Riley Stillman and uh, Burroughs are in the third pairing there. Thatcher Demko gets a start. Jess, that defensive core. <sighs> Where is OEL? He's hurt. He was stretching today in the uh, tunnel before skate and will not play tonight. <laughs> yeah. If I speak, it's not going to be nice. But I have a question for Vancouver. Mm. You're paying him how much? Mm. And like, I'm not talking, I get it. Injuries happen, freak accidents yep. happen, but I feel like I have never seen this man play in Vancouver. Yeah. But um I, I go Quinn Hughes um with Luke, Luke Shen. Luke Shen, what are Luke. you doing? What is this? This feels like such a mess. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I think Tucker Pullman is like a you know, first pairing defenseman, but I right. would probably have him up there over maybe yeah I, I don't know yeah I, I i've never been a luke shen fan to be honest no. so I, I wouldn't argue with that at all um this was a team that a lot of people were very high on now we've mentioned the injuries to uh oel uh, it sounds like Ilya mikhaev their big marquee signing this year is probably going to miss the entire season with a torn ACL. Well, I don't think it's been confirmed yet. It did sound like that is the rumor going around, though. That's not an easy injury to come back from to begin with, but you're not going to play the entire season at all with a torn ACL. So this team um, might be as close to what we see for the rest of the season for Vancouver right here. Yeah. Is this team in trouble? Yes. Wow. Potentially. Wow. And that's uh, that's interesting because I mentioned, like, this was a team that we all, uh, many people went, this is a, the Stanley Cup winning, or not winning team, but a contender, playoff contender. Now we're going, man, I just, I don't. 
think so. Uh, the biggest thing for them is Thatcher Demko. And it, it was weird because the, they asked Evander Kane and, and Leon Dreisaitl specifically about what uh, makes Thatcher Demko so difficult to play against. He's a big goaltender and he moves well. Both they said that it, it was almost it was scripted almost. They both said it in, in not unison because they weren't being interviewed at the same time, but they said it word for word. Big guy who moves well. Yeah. Is that really how you're going to try and get through this season? And no, you can't. Especially when you're in the Pacific Division with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, uh, Nazem Kadri, Jonathan Huberdo. Uh, yeah, I mean, Andre Kopitar down south as well. You got Trevor Zegras, you uh, Jack Eichel, Phil Kessel. Is that really going to be a team or a hill, really, that you're willing to die on? Not anymore. It can't be. Yeah. No. Yeah, it can't be. I'm going to leave uh, that hill. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that game does go tonight. In Edmonton at Rogers Place, 8 p.m. local time, so mountain time. Uh, puck drop there. Oh, hockey's back, Jess. What's what's better? Honestly, this is going to be so much fun. I'm very much looking forward to more regular season hockey. And we've, we've got plenty to talk about this season, so I'm excited. Oh, me too. I can't wait. Oh, Jess, next week we're going to have, as you mentioned, more regular season hockey to talk about. We talked about so much regular season hockey tonight. It all gets started to, well, it got oh, started yesterday. Last night. But hey, for, for, for real this for time, more, more teams are playing. <laughs> Let's be real. It starts tonight. The Edmonton Oilers are playing. No, I'm just kidding. The 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 Anaheim right. Ducks are playing. That's who you want to watch. That's who you want. You you talk about marketing. That's who you want to watch tonight. Either way, let's call it there, Jess. Jess, where where can they find you? You can tune in to Locked On Flames wherever you listen to Locked On NHL, and you can follow the show's Twitter feed at lo underscore flames pod. And remember to follow me on Twitter uh, at Jess Belmosto. Brett, where can they find my rival? <laughs> yes, well, me personally, I'm not a rival. You can find no. me at the real Holden Forty on basically all social medias. If you want to find my MySpace, did I did I make that joke last time? Maybe I I'll say. Did I say MySpace? We'll say Nexopia this week. Next week, we'll, we'll talk about some other outdated social media app. But you don't care about me. You care about the Oilers. And you can find uh, the Locked On Oilers Twitter at Locked On Oilers, exactly how it sounds. And you can find the podcast on any uh, anywhere you find your podcast. And on YouTube at Locked on Oilers, once again, exactly how it sounds. If you haven't subscribed already or haven't yet, what, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? You're missing out. <laughs> Either way, let's call it there, Jess. I hope everybody has a safe day, wonderful day, and all the best to you. Yes, have a good one, everyone. And we will see you next week, but we'll be here on Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. That's we'll right. be here on Tuesdays. Surprise, yeah. everyone. Here's a nice little jump scare. <laughs> Bye. Spooky season.